the Chinese year of the Eastern Bulldog. Welcome to Talking Istanbul Bullocks for me, Jorma Kirko, and him, Ray Mack. And we've managed to sneak into the local juicer, <laughs> James Joyce Irish <laughs> Istanbul Pub. Jorma's got a suitcase right beside me <laughs> as he's on his way to the airport a little bit later for a week with his good missus. Glad you could join us. Yes. Well, it was either this or do it from um, a hotel room next week, so this seemed like the best idea. Anyway, this week's show is sponsored by Reader's Wives magazine and has more laughs than a truckload of helium balloons. We've got Hansi giving us his uh, <coughs> horoscopes, and we're going over to Licky End, England's weirdest village, where Norma and Betty have got themselves into a bit of a jam. Oh, I do like jamming and i know you like jamming too <laughs> no i do not oh, oh, i do not <laughs> oh i like it that's what they said isn't it it was uh how did bob marley like his donuts yeah we're jamming jamming <laughs> anyway that uh, was shite Yes, and it's nice to have the uh, Licky Ladies back with us. And we've also got True or False Post of the Week coming up later. Indeed, we do. Indeed, we do. Yeah. Jimmy, uh, let's go straight over to uh, Morgan Friedman, Jimster. My name's Morgan Friedman, and I'm a poet. I knew at an early age I wanted to write poetry. Poetry was always easy for me. I don't believe in predestination, but I do believe that once you get wherever it is you are going, that is where you are going to be. My good friends, Yorma and Ray, have given me a week off from the rigors of delivering high-quality poems on demand because I'm going on a short vacation with my wife to make it up to her after that sausage roll thing on Valentine's Day. But I'll be back next week, and I'm sure they won't miss me. Remember, I'm a highly skilled wordsmith and went to poet school for four years, between 65 and 67. So if you got a topic that you'd like me to write about, just write... To the boys at talkingstanbullocks at gmail.com. Yeah, okay. Thanks for that, Morgan. True or false, Ray? <laughs> True or false. Yeah, exactly. Why not, Jimmy? Uh, Jimmy, 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 uh, how can you ever forget the floor filler, Don't You Want Me? Do you know who sang that? Uh, Don't you want Was it the Thompson Twins? The Thompson Twins. Ah, what was it? Me bollocks, the Thompson Twins. Don't you want me, baby? Massive. <laughs> 
As in working as a waitress in a cocktail bar like Rick Astley yeah, did. Yeah. It was the Thompson Twins. Mm, wasn't. It wasn't then. Philip Oakey, the driving force behind the 80s pop band, the Human... Oh, Human yeah. Bloody League. Of course it was. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. See, I used to like the Human League. Did other great tracks. Uh, there was one track called Louise. Barbie Girl. Oh, that was Come on, Barbie, let's go party. No, it was nothing to do with Barbie Girl. Anyway, the question behind this. Philip Oakey, the driving force behind the 80s band Human League. Mm-hmm. His older sister, Harry, is the inventor of singing badly in pubs. True or false? <laughs> as, uh, do you know, as soon as you said Oakey and you said sister, I was thinking to myself, is he going to claim that he had a sister called Carrie? Um no, of course not. It's a Japanese word, isn't it? Kara, karaoke. Uh, yeah. I can't remember. Originated, what it means. yeah, originated Jimmy in Japan. You're right. Mm. Uh, the first karaoke machine. What year, Jimmy? Give a quick guess. 1979. 1971. Wow. Was it really? Yeah. A nightclub musician, uh, Daisuke. I'm not going to say a surname. Let's say Daisuke something, something, something. Okay, right. <laughs> Invented his own karaoke machine. Uh, actually, his biggest contribution was understanding the difficulty amateurs had in singing pop songs. Mm-hmm. Reco- recording his own versions of popular songs in keys that made them easier for casual singers. I see. Yeah, I often find it quite frustrating because they speed the song up. So if you're yeah. used to singing something and you try to sing it on karaoke, you can find yourself getting all, all tongue-tied and stuff. Mm, yeah, but four years later, in 1975, this bloke, Roberto Del Rociaro, invented the uh, karaoke sing-along system in 75. The Filipino. So, yeah. hold on. So, what did they invent in 71? 71 was the uh, was the uh, karaoke machine, but the uh, more sing-along type one was invented four years later by this Filipino guy called uh, Roberto Del Rosario. True. And he, yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> He's credited as the only holder of the karaoke machine privilege is right? and is partly responsible for the popularity of karaoke in Philly today. The Phillies, anyway, Jimmy, are gaga crazy about karaoke. Yeah. True? Absolutely. Yeah. And I know from living here, and there's so many Filipinos living in Istanbul, they even have uh, private monthly functions, parties. They're up for it. They love it, man. Manky yep. crazy about it. Yeah. I, um, I mean, it, it's big all over East Asia, but uh, I had Christmas there with our um, our friends, Victor Dufour and Oogla Mir, um, I don't know, six or seven years ago. And, you know, it was the obvious thing that there's a karaoke machine booked for Christmas. And we must have gone to three or four karaoke clubs all the time that we were there. Um, always, I, you know me, I like to croon a little bit, but I always was warned 
not to uh, to do my way though because you know about that don't you Ray the, the my way idea. killings in the Philippines yeah Mark liked coming to your uh, karaoke he loves to hear you yeah sing. he did yeah but anyway I'm telling you about the Philippine the my way killings um, yeah it, it, if I don't know. We might even have mentioned it before, but um, people have been murdered for singing "My Way" by Frank Sinatra in the Philippines. Um, Did you tell me that story? Yeah, yeah it's it's really strange. So you, you get a warning when you go in: do not sing this song, you know, because somebody just plus, might shoot you. Yeah, plus the urge uh, to sing "The Lion Sleeps Tonight" is never more than a whim away. <laughs> Billy Jean is the, most, Jesus is, the most, is the most world's most popular karaoke song with his catchy and easy to learn lyrics. You can see why. Mm -hmm. Billy Jean. Didn't know that, did you? No. Uh, uh, the words of Billy Jean. I need the Billy Jean parts. Uh. Can you sing it, Jimmy? No, 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 don't do that. <laughs> Karaoke is the most popular in Asia, of course, considering it was conceived in Japan. Guinness Book of Records, longest karaoke marathon was by an individual called uh, Leonardo Polverelli. Lasting 101 hours, Jimmy, 59 minutes, he sang a total of 1,295 songs. Uh, from the 19th to the 23rd of September in 2011. Wow. Wow. Me and the missus often do it on Friday nights. Um, yeah. At home. We've got, um, you, have a, you have a home kit, yeah? Don't have a kit, but um, you, you can get them on YouTube and we've got a decent, decent sound through the TV and we can both... Uh, both sing a tune so uh, you just get the volume of it right and uh, yeah i was uh, singing johnny cash last week and uh, la last friday oh, night and then i noticed that uh, that the missus was fast asleep so my brother tom would be loving you tom loves karaoke a good fan of the show an avid listener he loves his karaoke like you jimmy yeah. loves to make a need of himself <laughs> <laughs> question number two jimmy uh, are you a Smiths fan? Within reason. Yeah, I love all Will. Bit of a slapper, oh. though. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, no. Smiths. The single Panic. Hang the DJ. Mm -hmm. It was wrote about... I was going to say Johnny Logan. Terry Wogan. <laughs> yeah. Was it really? It was wrote. No, oh. I'm asking you. Was it? Well, I'm not talking about Johnny Logan. I'm talking about Terry Wogan. Hang the DJ. I don't know. I'm wondering what um, Terry Wogan might have done that uh, might have pissed the Smiths play off. all those Eurovision songs. <laughs> oh, I suppose. Yeah, that would be a good enough reason for it, wouldn't it? Um, I was thinking because Morrissey um, in particular, but Johnny Marr as well, um, used to, well, still, I think, I think Morris is all into being, being a white supremacist these days, isn't he? But they were very, very proud of their Irish roots. Um, hmm. <laughs> I honestly don't know. 
Um, I have no idea at all. I'm sure they were pissed off about something that was going on there on the radio because they were quite radical, weren't they? With yeah, all they their uh, meet his murder business. Um, on the other hand, um, I do think that much that I hate Eurovision, I couldn't imagine anybody hating Terry Wogan. So I'm going to go for false. Yeah, it's false. Was it? Seemingly, it's, it's about uh, Steve Wright. Really? Yeah, Morrissey and the band, uh, his bandmate, yeah, Johnny Marr, like you said, they were frustrated when uh, the radio host played Wham, the Wham song, I'm Your Man, after the news of Chernobyl disaster broke. Oh, really? Yeah, but uh, also... Uh, I was reading earlier on uh, that, uh, according to the producer, Annabelle Jones, Hang the DJ reflects on the state of dating back in the 80s and a general sense of loneliness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And as we're on the subject of uh, Steve Wright, uh, Jimmy, seriously, Mm. he was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yes, he I'm was. Just, I was a huge fan, Jimmy. I mean, I can actually say, back in the 80s, under my duvet, under the covers, with my transistor radio, uh, where I heard him first was on radio, 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 which one was it? Not Radio Caroline. One? It was, no, what was the name of that other uh, pirate radio, Jimmy? Caroline. Uh, it was not Jimmy. Was it Radio Caroline? I'm not too sure. I have no idea. Anyway. Yeah. God love him. God bless him. Jesus Christ, sweet Mary, Mother of God. Were you a fan, Jimmy? Uh, Absolutely huge fan. Um, If anybody doesn't know who we're talking about, Steve Wright um, is the reason that this show is happening today, to be honest. Um, He was a presenter. He was more than a presenter. Um, but on, on BBC Radio 1, which was the flagship youth and music um, station in the 70s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s. And he had a show called uh, Steve Wright in the Afternoon, which was, as the jingle said, from 3 to 5.30. And he had this kind of zoo format and he used, he did a lot of... Um, and it's funny you were talking about Morrissey and the, the Smiths and that, because as a radio presenter, Ray, I, I never fully felt that he was interested in the music as much yeah, as some yeah. of them were. But he was this great presenter. Um, he had a team of people around him, and they did lots and lots of sketches, and it was a massive inspiration, to be honest, to the, uh, for me, for, for this show. Uh, the character Greg the Cleaner was originally inspired by um, a Steve Wright idea. And it was just this fun, this fun show. And Steve Wright, oh, you never knew anything about him because unlike the other Radio 1 presenters, he, he didn't seem to want to go on the TV. And he never said too much about his private life. But he was funny. And you just had this really, you knew. You looked forward to three o'clock in the afternoon. If you were at work and you were still there... You put the radio on. If you're on your way home, in my case, um, I used to look forward to getting home from school so I could I could switch it on. And, uh, yeah, I was terribly saddened to hear about that. He was 69, Ray, wasn't he? He was 69, yeah, and uh, he passed away last Monday. Yeah, but, Jimmy, the radio station, Luxembourg. Luxembourg, that was it. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. And you were talking about some of the segments of his show. There was uh, Sid the Manager. Yes, and Sid the Manager yeah. was actually the inspiration for Greg the Cleaner. Great, yeah. That yeah, phrase Mr. is getting down, getting yeah. down. Uh, there was <laughs> Mr. Spoons. Yeah, there was Mr. Angry. Mr. Angry, yeah, that was I could get one. so angry, I could throw the phone down. Yeah. They had that character <laughs> called Old Woman. And you never knew who these people were yeah, who were doing the, yeah, yeah. the characters. Um, and the uh, Sunday, Sunday Love Songs. That was more your kind of thing than mine. Uh, I was. <laughs> but, you know, the old, uh, the big show. Yeah, that was uh, his trademark signing off. Love, love Steve. Yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah. Oh, so, sorry, Rick, go on, Mark. Yeah, Steve, uh, I'm being axed from his uh, BBC um, Radio 2 show. Mm. That's the way it goes. You know, sometimes people want you, sometimes they don't. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jimmy, seriously, I was just reading there. Steve's brother has claimed the late broadcaster died due to uh, lifestyle choices and a poor diet. Now, I had read somewhere, really? Jimmy, that he was also suffering from obesity. Lawrence really? Wright, yeah, has uh, wrote has wrote that uh, he broke the silence following the death of Steve earlier last week, dismissing claims his late sibling died due to a broken heart following his BBC Radio Two afternoon being axed in uh, twenty twenty two. Mm-hmm. Two weekends ago, he said, uh, "I'll be back next Sunday for more." Life can be rather cruel, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, it ab- absolutely can. Um, but a, an absolute legend. It was him. Really, he he was my inspiration. I wanted to do not something like him. I think when I was in my teens, I wanted to do exactly what he did because you don't have the originality to do it your own way. But that just captured my imagination. I loved the interviews that he did. I always uh, loved how... Um, he used to call people friend when he spoke to them. He'd say, yeah, thanks yeah. a lot, friend. Yeah, but um, really, firm favor to mind you. Definitely yeah. made uh, boring afternoons in the 80s bearable, Jimmy. Definitely. Yeah, and they were boring, weren't they? <laughs> they were. They were. To be quite <laughs> they were. <laughs> Me, bollocks. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, very, very sad. Uh, R.I.P., friend. R.I.P., Steve. Right. And now for something completely different. If you're a regular listener to the show, you'll probably notice that you haven't heard Honzi, South Africa's favourite mystic for quite some time. And nor have we. So I phoned his mum this week to find out what the hell's been going on. And she promised me that he'd send his MP3 in this week. So I got the jingle ready. So let's see what the little bollocks has got for us this week. Should I press the button now, Jimmy? Yes, right. <laughs> You've got through to talking Istanbul looks. Leave a message after the beep and we'll get back to you as soon as possible. Hey, Rai, Yoma, this is Hanzi. I'm sorry I, c- I can't 
dark cloud. Rumors of my six-month incarceration for a fray have been largely exaggerated. I'm free as a bird, but guess what? The stars are apparently on strike. Yes, that's it. They've got the cosmic demands. And I'm negotiating with the big constellation union at present. Who knew astrology had a labor dispute? An astronomer has to be all things to all people, and I'm, what, and I'm actually thinking of training to do the rapey. The rapey has been working for me, and I'm learning not to tell lies or commit petty crime. So when I'm out, I mean, when the blurry star strike is over, I'll be back with a vengeance, as Honzi the rapist, counselling and never missing another day's work in my life. I'm sorry, guys. Baby, get back in the bloody cell now. Sorry, boss. <laughs> God love him. Doing some time in the pen, Nick Slammer. Yes. Bubbly bunker, <laughs> chuckling <Yeah>. chamber. <laughs> I, 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 I like bouncer. that, though. I mean, obviously, yeah, rumors of incarceration have been... <laughs> <laughs> grossly exaggerated that was mark twain i think wasn't it who originally said that i think did he not say mm. uh, rumors of my death have been grossly exaggerated <laughs> i think that was the quote uh yeah don't exactly know what um a fray hans has been in but i'll tell you what i think we should just make it very clear right now that when Hansi uh was talking about the rapey. Um, yeah. I think he was actually talking about therapy, and of course, uh, he didn't mean Honzi the rapist. I think he meant Honzi therapist. So, uh, just the South African accent there. Sorry about that. Um, because, because when I heard that, apart from um, being annoyed with him for not having turned up to work again, um, I thought, what the hell is he talking about with rape? But, uh, yeah, I think he was just saying, there, it was a bit like you last week with your vegan steak bakes, wasn't it? And instead of vegan. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so. No yeah. kiss and tell this week, Shakers, but we have got the latest from the Lickian Chronicles, where Norma may have gone too far this time, Shakers. Hikert Technologies is proud to present the Licky End Chronicles. Norma, you've got to calm down, love. You're lucky to didn't make you spend a night in the cells. I can't believe they've arrested me over that stuff and nonsense at the Licky and Jam Festival, Betty. All this over a bit of... Don't you dare say it was just over a bit of jam. Candied jalapenos, that's not even a jam. Sheila's turning this into some kind of woke political circus. Things just got a bit out of control. This village needs to wake up. Go back to basics. Strawberry and damson jam. We lose our traditions. It'll be El Chapo and Mexican drug cartels coming in next. Norma, you, you, you might be right. She was lucky I didn't pepper spray her. Getting all worked up like that won't help. And she's standing for the Liberal Democrats at the next local elections. You're lucky she didn't press charges. After you smashed your jam jars without slashing your rounders back, you're keeping your bike. We need to preserve our values. This is England. This is Licky End. My father didn't win an Iron Cross for this. I mean, can you imagine selling candied jalapeno cream teas in your tea rooms, Betty? It's disgusting. It's immoral. They'll be flooding in the sombrero soon, calling us all ombre next. Son, I have to tell you about those candied jalapenos. You've been saying it's a Betty's waffle. 
I'm sorry, Norma. It's too bad, eh? I, I just thought I'd spice up the menu a bit and Sheila gave me a bag of samples. Did you see how she was flirting with Ron Corleone when he was judging? Talk about desperate. She was done up like a dog's dinner. Norma, love, y- your mascara is running down your cheeks. You look like Elizabeth Taylor in Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Oh, Betty. Sometimes you say the nicest of things. Thanks very much. That was one of my favourite films. I think you've got jam in your nice new satin blouse. It's blood, Betty. She had butted me. Come on, we're home now. Let's get you a cup of tea. It's been some day. Thanks, Betty. Betty? Yes? I forgive you, Betty. We'll never fall out. I couldn't bear it, you know, if you didn't have a single friend in the world. I felt sorry for the old gorgeous Joan. Ah, sorry, Betty. <laughs> Looked like she was struggling to get a word in edgeways. Yeah. Her voice, though, is very soothing, isn't it? Oh, you mean Norma's? No, Betty's. <laughs> Betty's a lovely character. She's gorgeous, isn't she? I thought that was quite sinister at the end, though. Uh, when mm. you know, I, I'd hate you not to have a friend in the world because uh, I'm no, assuming really, <laughs> I'm assuming really that meant that uh, that Norma wouldn't have a friend in the world without Betty, wouldn't it? But, uh, yeah, but Jimmy didn't. Our Norma sound evidently perturbed. Plus, maybe a wee bitting zoned out. Maybe even partook in some Bailey's, Rufy's waffles or jams. She, she may well have done, but I, I love, I love the idea of um, of these middle class women having a fight at a village fete. I think it's a brilliant, brilliant concept. Um, and the bitterness of over no, no, the, con- the concept. The concept for me, Jimmy, is the old cup of tea as per usual mm-hmm. to calm the nerves of a nightmarish day, Sham. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if anybody at home can tell us what that uh, piece of music is that um, Norma often sings at the end of mm. those scenes, um, we would be, it would be lovely to hear from you. Um, I'll tell a story about that one day, Ray, but not today. So, so what have we got now? Uh, Post of the week? Post of the week. Okay, three, two, one. Black Milkshake, best posts of the week. Post of the week, uh, Jimmy, from uh, Gavin Guven uh, Kayalp. Actually, I like what? the uh, nice Go- on that. Gavin Guven, what? Yeah, so- Sounds like the start of Rock of Ages. Yeah, but actually, his, his real name is Guven, Guven, G-U-V-E-N, but uh, I'm sure all his friends, uh, because he speaks English perfectly, they say Gavin instead of Guven. Oh, okay. I see. Uh, so, actually, uh, Keep he on resides... Keep Guven. Uh, <laughs> uh, Gavin Guven <laughs> resides in Sydney, Australia, originally oh. from Ankara, a good friend of mine for years and years on Black Milkshake. And a good listener and an avid listener to the, our show as well. 
Hi, Gavin. Uh, or, or Gavin. It's a true story, actually. It's not a joke. It's a true story we got. And actually, this was on the uh, Turkish Daily News years ago. And we're going to call this, uh, Jimmy, uh, the title of this Scorned Turkish Housewife Raises the Roof. Mm-hmm. Okay, thanks a lot uh, again, Gavin Guven. Here it goes. Fatma Idem from Adana. Now, not surprising Adana, the Turks say it's the maddest city, Jimmy, in Turkey. For the most outrageous happenings, constantly also on the 6 o'clock news. Anyway, this fact, yeah, true, Jimmy, it's a fact. My wife even keeps reminding me it's a mad hatter of a place. This Fatma took everything from the marital home, including roof and windows. And yes, let this sink in for a minute, Shakers. She took the feckin' kitchen sink. How low can you go, Jimmy? Yeah. Anyway, she waited until her husband, Shaheen, who's 40 years of age, went to work before the dismantling crack of their marital home begun. The 34-year-old Fatma got her brothers in on the act to remove the roof and windows, plus all the contents of the house, including cutlery, carpets, crockery, and curtains, Jimmy. (laughs) As the old expression goes, Jimmy, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. And it appears, Jimmy, Fatma Edem took it to heart and to a whole brand new level. Yeah, for all the curious shakers out there, neighbours in Adana called up Shaheen at work to say his wife was dismantling their home like there was no tomorrow. Park Warden, yes, Park Warden Shaheen raced home as quickly as he could, but he was powerless to prevent the house from being destroyed as Fatma proved she paid for the new roof and windows. Rumours had it she left a dark brown cabinet and a two-seat sofa behind in the rubble, Jimmy. To cut a long story short, Mr. Sahin was left without a roof over his over head. Jimmy, <laughs> how Fatma, a force to be reckoned with. Mm. Piece of work. Yeah. The old Marshall department, Antonia, you wouldn't want to be leaving any lovely, fluffy bunny rabbits, as you would say, Jimmy, around when the scorn Fatma is about. <laughs> no, you would not. You would not. Or, or even a delicious Adana kebab yeah. wouldn't tame her. Run, <laughs> run for the hills, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, I'm just wondering, actually, if it, this is the same person, but... Um, as as you know, um, well, listen at home. We rec- we don't normally record on a Friday, but this is early today. But yeah. um, I had to take the uh, the milf machine, my um, my vehicle, to um, for its inspection today, and um, it's it's a weird thing because I don't even know how you'd call it. It's kind of the milf machine. It's a three wheel car sort of, but it's only got two seats in it, and it's somewhere between a supermarket trolley and a moped, but in a very groovy way that, you know, all the chicks like, hence why it's called the MILF machine, 
But the uh, the guy that <laughs> I uh, bought it off is called Shaheen, actually, and um, and he's getting divorced. And wow. um, his wife sounds like she's a bit of a uh, a Fatma. Maybe it's the same one. And she's told him that she's going to take him for everything that he's got. And I got this. I mean, I don't even need insurance for this vehicle. It's officially, it has a number yeah. plate on it, but it counts as an electric bike. So I don't need insurance for it. So as far as I was concerned, you know, I wasn't going to go and get an inspection if I bought a bike and, and have it notarized. But he's been threatening me for a few months now. And uh, apparently now he's going to get uh, divorced. Uh, the latest threat is that if I don't get the vehicle tested and notarized, he's going to say that I've uh, reported that I've stolen it. Um, so that um, his wife can get her share of it. So, as soon as I get back from my holidays, I'm going to get a notary stamp on that because, um, yeah, yeah. She's not a park warden, then, yeah? I don't know what the bloody hell she is, but, um, yeah, no, no, it's, it's not anything like that. But, I mean, it's, it's just a really weird thing. Why the hell would I? I suppose I should have done it five months ago. but I, Yeah, but that's yeah, coincidentally, isn't couldn't it? couldn't be arsed. Yeah. All these coincidences coming up on our show, Jimmy. Shaheen. Yes. And... Batman. Yep. It's a world of coincidences, isn't it? Isn't it just? It is. Sir? And time is now coming for me to order a taxi and get myself to the airport, I think. So we'll say that's all, folks, from Talking Istanbul. We're back next week with some psychiatology after I've stocked up on Serbian sausages and some Hungarian ham. But in the meantime... Yeah, in the meantime, before I say that here, cheers. Good health, Cheers. Jimmy. Chin, chin. Happy holidays. Thank Happy you. Holidays. Hang around now for another couple of minutes, good lad. Uh, please drop us a line for Kiss and Tell. Follow Black Milkshake and Talking Istanbulics on Facebook. And send us an email, please, at talkingistanbulics at gmail.com. A million thanks uh, for your support, Shakers. Yes, please send us those emails, tell your friends, post this link on Facebook or wherever you do your social media as soon as you finish listening. Uh, I would love it if you did that. If you listen to this show to the end and you just said, oh, I know what, I'm going to post that on social media, that would be fantastic. Talking Istanbul is your show as much as ours, and we can only keep it going if you push it. So please, please do. Yeah, so keep push it, push it, push it real good. <laughs> <laughs> Special thanks to Morgan Friedman, the beautiful, gorgeous Joan O'Rourke, Robin. Robin. It's not. It's Robin. It's Robin. It's where Nelson Mandela was. It's called Robin Island. It's where Nelson Mandela was. Robin Island Prison. James Joyce Irish Pub. Reader's Wives magazine, Mark E. and Eamon McAndrew. See you next week, Shakers. Good skills. skills. Happy holidays, Jim, sir. Thank you. Talking Istanbulics comedy podcast was brought to you by Ray Mack and Yorma Kiriko and was produced by James Kirk. No animals or copyright were violated during the making of this podcast. Talking Istanbulics 2024.